welcome to Forever Canon <laughs> Podcast, where we talk about our favorite Star Wars books and the hands that shape them. Get it? Huh? If you read ahead to be caught up for this episode, you'll get it. I like that. I'm Justin. Maybe I'll start putting foreshadowy, clever clues at the beginning. No, I won't. I'm Justin. <laughs> I'm Tim. Don't want to change the structure. No, no, come on. 200 and however many episodes in. No way. You're. I'm Justin. You're Tim. Yes. I almost said you were me. But this week <laughs> on Forever Canon, we are covering, as I said, if you read up to chapters 13 through 16 of New Jedi Order Book 7, Edge of Victory 1, Conquest by Greg Keyes. And the long titles bother me still. They just do. Mm-hmm. Star Wars, The New Jedi Order, Edge of Victory 1, Conquest. At least the, after the colon, they had enough sense to make it a single word. <laughs> but... It's a lot to type on all these files. Do you have to say Edge of Victory 1, or could you just say Conquest? Well, I feel like to respect the duology, say, because the name of the duology is Edge of Victory. Yeah. Right? And it's like, these two books go together. Like Dark Tide. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. You know? Come on. All right. It's a set within a (laughs) set. And we're going to cover chapters 13 through 16 today, but first, bum, bum, bum. Previously, on Forever Canon, Anakin makes children cry. So no surprise there. <laughs> Threatens a man's life. Card fakes it until he hopefully makes it safely out with 40 Jedi kids. Anakin misses the point of the war and takes all the guilt. Anakin has bad dreams. Constantly, apparently, and he must save Tahiri. That was what happened last time. Hmm? I'm going to say Anakin a lot this week also, because if we want to look at the cover, he's the only human on it. Yes. Oh, do you think the other person on the cover? We'll get there. But we'll get there. Mm-hmm. There's two Yuzhan Vong on the cover. And Anakin. And Anakin. And then Anakin. And then chapter 13, we start this week with a chapter that Tim almost talked me into covering last time. Yes. After the mics were off, we talked about it. We almost pinned a fifth chapter on that episode because after this one, we break into part two, whatever, right? And this was two pages. Yep. But nonetheless, hot content for this episode instead of throwing off the number format completely because the next episode then would be like 14 to 19 in, or, 17. or numbers. See, <laughs> it's too hard this week. Chapter 13. The Peace Brigade, I, every time. Peanut Butter Captain <laughs> Imastad gets in trouble with Vong Commander Tsak Vuta. Not great name. No. Not a great name. T-S-A-A-K. Almost like Isaac. Okay. Tsak. Isaac Vuta. Falling apart at the very beginning. We're four minutes in. Yes, we are. Good. This is going to go well. Anyways, the Peace Brigade peanut butter man gets in trouble with the Yuzhan Vong captain who has shown up and said, are you helping us or are you actually making this harder and you've screwed everything up? Uh, Fair. 
Mm-hmm. Fair and valid point because the Peace Brigade showed up before the Vong, right? And kind of tipped off everybody, made all the Jedi go run, hide right away. Everybody's hiding and running already now when the Vong show up instead of like they caused the chaos, right? Yeah. And get to observe it all and participate. And probably what, a better been, battle plan too. Probably than these idiots, these traitorous idiots. Um, the P... Peace Brigade Captain. It doesn't help that it starts with P-E-A-A, like yeah. same sound. The Peace Brigade Captain is killed. Yep. Wap, 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 wap. He's dead. And then we talk about Damutex. We talk about Shapers. And we talk about having big plans for Yavin 4. The Vong have arrived. They arrived in Chapter 10. The Vong are here. It's actually here they and ready to go. They have big plans for Yavin 4. That was the quick chapter. Boom. Done. Chapter title? Captured. A Venomous Stare. Ooh. Ooh. I don't remember it. <laughs> I don't know. I read that one a little while ago. But then, okay, so chapter 13 ends. And just like the book began, said, what did it say? Part one, the Praxium. Oh, God. I remembered. Yeah, that was good. <laughs> that was lucky. <laughs> and this, we end chapter 13. We get a page break that says, again, Pointing this out because it's uh, this is the first time it's ever happened in any of our Star Wars books. This being the twenty fifth that we've read on the podcast. Yeah, not yet before has there been page break, and then says part two, the shamed and the shapers. What are those? Mm-hmm. That's a very evocative title for this section. The shamed and the shapers. These page breaks are cool. Yeah. <laughs> this little titling of a, of a chunk of the book, you know? I like it. He's he, What does that mean? What he's got books? like two books in a singular book. Right. Well, there could be a part 3 for all we know, bro. That's and there true. probably is stories don't happen in two parts. They happen in 3 or 5. Mm-hmm. Well, odd numbers, I guess. You could do a 7 act, 9 act like the books, right? Yep. <laughs> 9 book series. Break them into three parts. Part 2, The Shamed and the Shapers. And we move on to chapter 14. Borsk Velia, the president of the New Republic government, was not president, prime minister. What are they called? Um, Chief of state. Chief of state, yes. <laughs> oh, dude. We are good at oh, Star Wars, huh? Man. We know, I, we know a lot of things about Star Wars. <laughs> we do. What do they call it? Reason. The president? <laughs> Oh, Borsk Velia refuses to help the Jedi at Yavin 4 in their battle against the Peace Brigade and the Yuzhan Vong. Although I don't know if they even know the Vong are there yet. He even says something along the lines of it's that the Vong and the Peace Brigade and everybody trying to eliminate the Jedi, it's kind of more like a rumor than anything else. Yeah, he's, well, exactly. That can't be true. Yeah, no, that's not happening. He's politicking, of course. Mm-hmm. Luke tries calm logic and Jaina yells at him. Jaina yells at the president of the galaxy, 17-year-old Leia Solo, <laughs> you know, um, clone, yell, yelling at, at, <laughs> at the chief of state for not helping. I like that. One. Yeah. It's, and it's Jaina. It's character it, um, exposition. For you're me. a terrible person, and I hope you get what's coming to you, basically. Yeah, you suck, and I hope you die in a fire. <laughs> Twice. Borsk thinks that the Jedi want to take over his government. Bro. It's never why? been a thing. Why? Literally, it's exactly what the Jedi never want. 
The bad guys want that. Mm-hmm. The Sith, they always want to take over the New Republic government, whether it's old stories or later stories. The bad guys are always trying to take everything over. The Jedi are always trying to stay in their own little cloistered, secluded existence and just protect everybody from there, right? They don't want to be the ones making all the decisions. Yeah. But nonetheless, forever, the government's always like, oh, people in power are afraid of losing their power, right? And I guess because it, but, all the Jedi are so magic, they don't know who's going to turn and when. And that's fair, right? Oh, okay. You don't want to take over my government, Luke Skywalker, proven good guy, I mm-hmm. think, who also turned to the dark side once or more. Um, yeah, how do you how do you know which could be Jaina yelling at you right here three years from now? Dark side, take over the government. Who knows? It could be one of the solo children that tries it next. Mm-hmm. But nonetheless, that's not what's happening here. Bro, Leia abdicated the presidency to you. She yeah. left the, the she was she was in charge. The sister of the the master of the Jedi. She used to be president. She was like, no, nah, I don't want to do this. <laughs> yeah, no. She gave you your job, and now you're like, I think they're gonna take it back. Which is fair when you suck at your job. Yeah. I don't know. This guy's terrible, right? Haven't really seen Chief of State Borskvelia do much for anyone across the galaxy so far in these seven books of the whole thing being taken over. Yeah. By other outside aliens. other than himself, he has looked out for absolutely no one. Because uh, he's a good president. P.S. It kind of sounds like maybe President Borskfalia might have sold out the Jedi Praxium to the Priest Brigade and the Yuzhan Vong. Mm-hmm. It seems like that to Luke, maybe. He considers it anyways, right? And then, yeah, Jaina tells the President of the Galaxy that he is scum. Hell yes, Jaina Solo. <laughs> Good job. That's Tell not racism. Like it it's not because he's a furry little hyena man. It's because he's a dickhead. Mm-hmm. Cut to... Ooh, which J is this? No line on top. Jason sees Phalia's side. He understands he's always the contemplative one who's like, I see the whole, the whole bigger picture. And I understand the, how this man can't, couldn't show favoritism to coming to save the Jedi and leaving all kinds of other planets at risk, right? Yeah. Because what if that's the tactic? What if the Vong are like, give us all your Jedi, and then the, we're going to look like we're focusing on the Jedi. And then when you come try to help them, we spread everywhere. Because we're already at Duro. Yeah. We're in the core, baby. But -hmm. we're not going to come take Coruscant. Just give us all your Jedi. (laughs) But Jason, you know, being the ever thinker, he sees Borsk Phalea's side. Jaina is mad. Luke is guilty. And then Jaina says um, the salient point succinctly. Quote, Uncle Luke, we can't do nothing. End quote. Buddy. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Dude. You have to decide on a course of action. He's had almost everybody in his life telling him that. Yep. Yep. Except Jason, because <laughs> he's the one who's been content to not use the force and sit on his hands. Yeah. But even still, you know, he resents Uncle Luke's failure to plan. Yeah. We, uh, we can't do nothing. They're literally killing us and capturing our children. Not hers. She's young. Mm-hmm. She's one of the children. Protect me, Uncle Luke, master of my brothers. So Luke sends Jason and Jaina on a mission to go find Booster Tarek and his big star destroyer, the Errant Venture, 
And that will turn the tide of the battle and will escape all the Jedi inside of that, right? Yeah, and they're going to use almost... Because isn't he the like godfather of the Horn Kids? Yeah. Yeah, so they're going to kind of use that. Mirax is his daughter yeah. and it's Corrin's wife. Mm-hmm. And mother of Valen and Gisela, who are currently trying to escape Yavin 4. Hey, someone who's important to you is in danger. Come help us. And... Obviously, that plan is going to work and save the day. At and least. won't be too late, like Luke's last plan. Talon yep. Card will show up in a, in a ship and save all the Jedi. It's the same plan again, dude. Yes, it is. It was it was too late last time. So now we're going to do it with a bigger ship. Try again. I don't like, come on. Same plan. But whatever. Jason and Jaina have something to do now. And maybe we'll check in on them later in the story. I don't know. We've pretty much only been talking about Anakin. And the Yuzhan Vong. Yeah, they might show up later to help Anakin. They'll show up at the end of the book, too late or something. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, just just to enough, just with enough time to extract Anakin from Yavin, and then that's it. And then they talk about like, oh my God, is Anakin? We would have felt, we would have felt in the Force if Anakin was hurt or something like that. Would Mm -hmm. we from this far? Right, they kind of contemplate it type thing. Jason says Anakin isn't stupid. Thus, he is alive. (laughs) <laughs> that's his life quote isn't stupid and which is and he knows the planet they all they grew up there on the practice which is a, a good a good viewpoint from jason because the him and anakin always butting heads right yeah and he might not agree with anakin on his points but he but respects his intelligence yes knows that he's not gonna risk his life carelessly yeah man yeah and it, it, that is nice to hear out of jason and a little reminder for us the audience because Anakin keeps going, I have to go do this stupid thing and save my best friend, girlfriend. Mm-hmm. My BFGF. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> and uh, and it's a reminder for us, like, he's not stupid. Yeah. He's probably doing the right thing, and he kind of probably knows what he's doing. Yeah. He's smart. And P.S. Shada, right? Uh, Talon Card's second in command. Got... 36 students, 38, safely to Coruscant. Yeah. Done. That was done. Easy. (laughs) They almost blew up in a proton bomb explosion or something, and then actually all those Jedi have escaped. So what do we need Booster Tarek for? To come with a Star Destroyer firepower, I guess, because we're not rescuing anybody. Everyone's already rescued. Yeah, other than... Except for the four. The four that are are still there. Who are left? Anakin, Tahiri, Valen... Oh, and, and that Santa? other one. Is that what her name I was? I think so, actually. Bro, am I on fire now that it took took the first five five to ten minutes to jumpstart the brain? Could be. Could be any other name, though. She could, could be. She could be named <laughs> Tsakavuta, for all I know. But yeah, so all those Jedi are saved. All the kids are saved. They've been moved off of Yavin 4, so don't sweat it. Mm-hmm. There's just four more that need to escape and save themselves. Mara is here. <laughs> she speaks for the first time. Yep. Uh, <laughs> she gets mad that Luke won't let her save everyone. Yeah. Uh, yeah. She's in the same mindset as always as Jaina. We have to do something and they're a little more fly off the handle type. Well, if, if you if you were raised the way she was mm-hmm. as a personal assassin with magic. For the evilest man in the galaxy, Douglas is having puppy dreams. He's wiggling toes and snoring, and his eyes are 
Eye- he's got eyebrows clicking up and down. <laughs> catch that squirrel, bro. You catch that squirrel. I know what you're dreaming about. You're just doing it outside uh, half an hour ago. Okay. What am I talking about? Mara is mad that Luke won't let her go save the galaxy. And Jaina shouts out the pregnancy to everyone. Yeah. Kind of feels it in the force in a moment. She goes, you're pregnant <laughs> in the family meeting. Right. Yeah. Great. And Mara gets some hugs and some congratulations. Yeah, They celebrate. And then Jason and Jaina head off on the Jade shadow. Yeah. To find booster Tarek. They <laughs> take super assassinship to go find Booster Tarek. So that tells me they're going to have some sort of altercation. Yeah. They didn't just like take the city bus. Yeah. They took Aunt Mara's Batmobile. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there's, all, there's tons of ships available. And Mara said, don't scratch it. So it's going to come back with some damage. So you handed the teenagers the keys to the car and they're going to pick up your uncle for dinner. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. Come on. <laughs> Shroom, there they go. They go find Booster Tarek. Uh, how about how evil Borsk Failure is? Uh, we yeah. already discussed it enough, but mm-hmm. I just uh, wrote at the end discuss. <laughs> evil yeah. Failure. We did already. He's such a turd. He's not even written. And may, um, it's probably on purpose, but he doesn't have enough depth or dimension to his character to. For me to, to side with his logic the way Jason does. Yeah. He's just like a one-note villain. You can't even give him any sort of benefit of the doubt no, for any reason. all seven books, it's like everyone comes to ask him for help, and he just keeps saying no. Elagosaclaw, Leia, now Luke, the Senate. He's just like, no. <laughs> yep. You know what I'm going to do about the Vong? No. Which is funny that him and Luke Skywalker can't agree on what to do here. Oh, my God. How about Jaina? Jaina sees everything clearly in this little chunk. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, I don't know, Jason's just kind of, he's kind of squall. Mm-hmm. He's kind of whatever in this. Yeah. The, the kids offer a lot of perspective to the adults in the... Just the bluntness of what they say Which all is, the time. Yeah, I guess, right? That's what you use the teenagers for. They are the the staters of the obvious. We can't do nothing. Us as the reader are the teenagers going, do something, man. <laughs> no, I'm Mara. <laughs> okay. I'm pregnant. I'm annoyed. My kids have taken the car. <laughs> Chapter title. <laughs> Not impartial. Okay, that's good. I don't even think mine's, mine makes sense. <laughs> Helplessly for support. I think I might have chosen it because it was a weird syntax type of sentence. Hopelessly for support. Yeah. Helplessly, excuse me. It, it sounds like it's... That the... was a, that's a big loss for me. <laughs> you definitely won that round. It sounds like the end of a sentence, like... They're trying to ask helplessly for support, and you just chose the last three words. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Chapter 15. Anakin flies a a, a handmade, scrap-built, no-brakes boxcar racer just over the treetops on Yavin 4. He can feel Tahiri, and he tells her it's going to be okay. He's on his way. And she mentally screams, no, like his grandfather. Yeah. 
but he no. doesn't know whether he, she's saying it to him or whether it's out of pain. Yeah. Was it just pain or a real response? Because he feels a lot of pain. Yeah. <laughs> but was she answering me? He doesn't care. He's on his way to go find out nonetheless. And we cut to, quote, days past. Quote, 10 days. What? He's been flying for it's been a week and a half. 12 days flying a boxcar racer over the treetops? And that just passes without incident with Yuzhan Vong up in space? I and on the planet already, right? They're, they're busy setting up all their stuff. I guess they got big plans for Yavin 4, and none of them include looking for a tiny dot on the treetops, I guess, right? Yeah. <laughs> okay. 12 days of just surviving in the jungle? And where, where is everyone else? What has happened on Coruscant in 12 days? Maybe that's what the meeting and the family meeting, right? The, the government meeting and family meeting happened in those 12 days where he has just passed, but... Or nothing's happening because Luke's in charge. And what's, what, what? <laughs> 12 days? That's and Anakin's time. not even sleeping, really. He's just a, been awake and like meditating. find out what's happening to Tahiri. Yeah. For 12 days. That's a long time. Is he burning himself out to save Tahiri? We cut to Anakin versus a coral skipper, but smaller and made for atmosphere. Yes. Because... What does he say? It's got gills on the side of it or something? Yeah, it's got gills on the side and like it kind of looks like it needs to breathe. He thinks to himself, what was he facing? A living ship? A beast? Ah, a living ship, Tim. Both? Yeah, all their stuff is both. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> it's it's both. Yeah. I mean, I guess it's kind of, it doesn't, does it matter? Mm-hmm. Does it matter? It's all alive. Doesn't really matter when Anakin's ship, <laughs> to use the term loosely, gets caught in a grip by this thing, and he launches through the windshield. Yeah. Yeah. Ow, right? He goes Ow. flying. I'm alive. It's fine. I can go head first through the windshield of a spacecraft and be okay. And fall through tree branches because and whatnot. Because you know what bothers me a lot in stories? I think we've talked about it a bunch of times in the podcast over the years. Head trauma means nothing. Yeah. People get punched in the head, hit with rocks, kicked in the face, and they just like get up a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and like then they're okay for the rest of their days. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anakin smashes head first through the windshield of his ship and goes crashing into the jungle. And then he gets tentacled yeah. on his way down. Hitcha! He feels tentacular pressure wrapping around his body or something like that, right? And then he remembers that gravity exists in the force. Can't feel the thing that's fighting him, right? Mm-hmm. But he can feel the gravity being warped by the Dovin basil on the front of it or something. Yeah. Or, or whatever. He can feel gravity in the force. So... Is that old news? I don't remember. <laughs> um, Luke uses it one time. Has he? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, gravity KOs Anakin. I don't, I don't really understand what happens in this scene here. He's, he's tentacled. He's captured. This has happened like three times in this book already. We're like, what, what was happening when everything was blowing up white static? I thought that was fine. And then it wasn't fine. And then they all escaped anyway. What? I don't know what's happening here. Anakin unconscious. 
in the jungle. And then we cut to Anakin on the ground. And the Vong ship is down. And his ship is also down. And it's time for a walk. No big deal. I just smashed through the cockpit of my ship at however many thousands of miles an hour. And his, hundreds of miles now. He he did use his lightsaber to take down the ship, which is now destroyed. That's right. That's right. I he missed, stabbed I the Dovin basil with it. Yep, because he could sense the gravity. Yeah, and then like the Dovin basil exploded. Grab. That's what happened. The thing like exploded gravity energy right when he killed it, and it warped the crystals inside of his lightsaber or something. He's got to go for a walk now. Yeah. He's got no weapons. He can't feel these things in the force. It's been mm-hmm. 12 days already. I don't know what he's eating. Probably lots of wildlife to be Yeah, because what did uh, his astromech say? It's 20 days or something? Or that's how long it would take the astromech to get to him. Yeah, right. Because what's his name? Sparky? Rusty? What's his name? <laughs> Spooky? What is he? He's, he's an R5 or something, right? Yeah, Fiverr? No, that's later. <laughs> or is that one already dead? Isn't that... Wasn't that Jane's old Jane's one? old one. Or is it her new one later on? I don't remember. I don't know. Oh my god. Anyways, time for a walk through the jungle. Doesn't matter that I just ejector seated through the windshield of a hundreds of mile an hour spacecraft. He's bruised up. Aircraft. Yeah, he is. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Chapter title. That is my chapter title. Blue and black. Blurred and monotonous. Because what happened? Just skip 12 days. Boring, and boring 12 days of surviving in the jungle. You know what I mean? Like, you know that stuff. Always Anakin showing us again how strong he is in the force and as a Jedi. That's oh, yeah. what we see. Yeah, big time. That whole gravity. I can sense the gravity and then he gets exploded. Knocked him. He is the Jedi's cool most life. powerful weapon against the, the Vong in so, all of this. Seemingly because no one else is really doing anything, especially. Yeah. I bet you Luke Skywalker would be pretty useful. Mm-hmm. All we've seen him do was... Uh, fight an artist at a <laughs> at a uh, at a altar of bones and and guts. Remember? Yeah. On what was that first planet? Ooh, Helskafor. Yes. No. No. That's yeah. The no, that was the ice planet. Exploded. Where what, wasn't Ithor? Was it? No. 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 Between no. Ithor and that, it was like a place. The one that. The, like the, the sister planet to the speed racers showed up and had spies and they were, yeah, they're out there doing X gal security, whatever. Yeah. Wherever the hell they were. I don't even know why I'm talking about that. Chapter 16. Nen Yim, a shaper in training. What's that? And her master, Mejan Quad. These two, Yujan Vong. Have landed on Yavin 4 with the damn you techs that we talked about earlier mm-hmm. that will become Shaper Labs. Yep. Then Yim dabbles in a little bit of heretical uh, techniques. And maybe her master, Mejon Quad, does too and kind of supports it. These are, these are the Yuzhan Vong bioengineers. Yes. And they, as every other Yuzhan Vong, grossly disfigure themselves, grotesquely disfigure themselves... But actually, they do it with a purpose, as we'll get to. Mm-hmm. But these are creepy, freaky-looking Yuzhan Vong. And I bet you the one in the middle of the cover is Nan Yim. Yes. Because even though, you know, she's an apprentice and we're introduced to her master, she seems more of, the, of, a, of a focus character 
Yeah. Than her masters, right? We're talking about her and what she's going to learn and what kind of stuff she does. That's bad mm-hmm. news. And her master has a, an eight fing- fingered hand. I yeah. I said fingered. Fingered? Disgusting. <laughs> she has an eight fingered hand. All the better to shape things with, my dear, my pretty. Yeah. I don't know. And guess what? We step in and meet these characters right when it's time for Nan Yim to get her shaper's hand. Because we've captured a Jedi and we must experiment on her. Yep. I like this right away. I like, oh, we're not just meeting warriors now. We We, do get. We met a couple priests. Yep. This chapter, the chapter's not done, but I like meeting these like new weird people of the Yuzhan Vong. Like, oh, we're the ones who make everything. Yeah, a different sect of the society. Yeah. And we do get a little bit into how long they've been traveling because this is Nenyem's first time on an actual planet. Right. She's just lived in the world ships. The world ships that they shaped. Yes. And and created and built. Yeah. Weird. So she, she's however old and has never been on a planet before. Well, she's about to have a bad time as we cut to Mm -hmm. an excellently brutal and gory description of Nen Yim's hand being eaten. Yeah, chewed right off. And a jelly creature taking its place. Just some prototypical Yuzhan Vong body horror Mm because they're gross and they're disgusting to be feared villains, right? And now she's got a new hand after what was the description like? That she felt the teeth sink into her flesh and then into her bone. And then she Suddenly, felt the bones. Yeah, she felt the teeth close through the bones in her wrist, like around her hand. And then her hand was gone. And then <laughs> and then there was a, a, a slight pop and off her hand came. Yep. Hor- horrible. Terrible but and gross. Well done. Well done. Supposed yes. to be disgusting and hard to look at type of, what's that word? Off-putting. Mm-hmm. And it was, <laughs> mm-hmm. it was gross, but Hey, now we got all these fancy hands. It's time to shape the Jedi. Cause each finger ends in a different type of tool she can use. Yeah. She's like a dental assistant. Yeah. <laughs> it's got a cart full of different whirring and buzzing instruments. Scalpel on the index finger, whatever else. Chapter title. Truly an adept. That's pretty good, but you blew it. Easy one. Hand. (laughs) (laughs) That's what it's all about. So here we go. We wrapped up four more chapters. We're smoothing. Smoothing. We are smoothly cruising along the treetops in this barely held together boxcar of a podcast. (laughs) The New Republic government is bad. The twins finally have a job. Luke maybe has a plan. And Anakin hasn't got much time left. And the Vong have Tahiri. How bad could it be? (laughs) Find out next week (laughs) when we cover New Jedi Order, Edge of Victory 1, Conquest, chapters 17 through 20. I'm Justin. I'm Tim. Get there or get shaped. Square. Or shame. Triangle. Circle. Or shamed. Oh. For any comments and questions, you can hit us up at forevercanonpodcast at gmail.com. Forever Canon Podcast is a Jay Plazer production. 
Catch us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitch, Twitter, and YouTube at jplazer. Check us out.